0: With retention rates at an all-time low we're talking about the evolution of the customer success manager going from being service oriented to being a challenger csm who knows how to think commercially Isj from higher logic ella from conversica and sasha from procore for their perspectives on the skills required for both cs leaders in CSMs as we make this jump.
1: The CSM role is so interesting because it can mean different things, different companies in terms of, do you have more of an account manager role? Are they more of a product expert? And what does that kind of look like? Oh, I've always thought about it is, if on the access of the complexity of the product, if the product is relatively straightforward we have a single product, that might be a role where they can be an expert on the product and they can handle the negotiations and you have more of a true kind of account manager role in that sense. But then if the product's super complex, we have 16 different products as an example. That's when it becomes a lot more tricky to be the person that is negotiating the deal, but also knows everything about the product. And that's when you have to get a lot more specialized. And so our customer success work at Procore, what the team is responsible for is they're the trusted advisor point of contact for the customer, and they are responsible for driving adoption, which ultimately should drive net expansion. And so what skills do they need in order to get there? I like to hire diverse teams. Some people on the team might be really great discovery, other people on the team might have stronger product knowledge, and that's really good because it means it balanced, not the team overall. But if I had to think about the different components that are going to be really important to me, like you mentioned, discovery is important. Really wanting and desiring to understand the customer. Relationship building in general. Does the customer want to get on the phone with you? I have run through so many QBRs on the operations side where you just want to skip that QBR, and then so many other QBRs where you get on and you exit it and you're like, that was really valuable for me. I either learned something new about my business or I learned something new about the industry that I didn't know about. And then specifically within, for us too, it's important to understand the product and understand the industry. Otherwise, you lose a ton of credibility on the customer side. And so those are two components of discovery, more of a sales skill, but should be more of a customer success skill too, balancing it with the product side, and then it's not necessarily on the job description itself, but really having a growth mindset in general is really important to me from a hiring perspective. Is this someone I'm going to hire that is going to want to get better every single day? That gets off the phone with a customer. It's a really tough conversation. And they're thinking through, how do I address that next time? How do I do this differently next time versus someone that's really stuck? in
0: Your job as a CSM is to be a strategic advisor. I think the cold reality is most CS organizations never get there, right? Because they're managing... 75 to 100 accounts and they're doing everything and some organizations don't even have specialized role they're doing support they're doing email they're doing renewal they're doing negotiation and it just becomes like a dumpster fire of everything else the business isn't going to do they're just passing on CS even in your organization I have to imagine that there's a delicate balance of all of those things like how do you get them to have the time yeah. to proactively get better at the product to proactively know about the industry like that's yeah. next level
1: Totally. Yeah. So I think it's a couple different components. The first thing I'd say is for us, CSMs are not expected to be experts on the product because it's super complex and there's 16 of them. So there's no way that they're going to be like deep, deep experts, but they need to be what I call level one experts on the product, which means nine times out of 10, when the customer asks you a question, you generally know the answer to it. Now, of course, there's going to be situations when It's a new product that rolled out or it's a financials integration question where you need to bring a specialized resource for that. But it's critical the teams at a minimum from a level one perspective can answer questions for the customer. Otherwise, the customer gets on the phone and their question is, why am I talking to you? That's never the question we want the customer to be asking.
0: This trend of CS leaders needing to think about the whole business end to end really intrigued me. So I asked Ella if she saw the same thing during her time at DocuSign.
2: At DocuSign, we had to do one-to-many necessarily because we had millions and millions of signers. But then we had Fortune Global 100 companies. So I had to design for an entire ecosystem, one which is necessarily going to be high-touch, and the other that was going to be digital. But one of the things I'll offer is that a customer says support. But when they say support, I would offer they mean the entire post sale experience. So when I think about being almost like a CX leader, when I think about that is, someone signs, they have expectations of what is going to be delivered to them about the value that was promised in a sales cycle. And from that moment on, it's not like transactional technical support, which is often what people think of when they say support. It is, how have you onboarded? How is my velocity to value? Who's taking care of my expectations for me to become a product expertise? Am I implemented correctly? Do I know how to use this? Has there been change management? Now is someone continuing to invest in my learning and my realization of value? So there might be your onboarding team, you have your customer success, which when we say success, often people mean CSMs versus the big C of anything post-sale. So you might have professional services, onboarding, customer success managers, learning, enablement, and then technical support and maybe some other things, and then an entire operations ecosystem underneath. So I think for customers, and especially right now in this complex environment where people might have multiple different platforms, how well you execute your handoff across that entire ecosystem is really what a customer says when they simply say, I want good support.
0: You never really get that evolution of the IC if you don't have the evolution of a leader at the top. The person who designs the specialization, right? Cause they're the ones writing the JD. And you think about the skills that the evolution of a CSM needs from discovery, champion testing, medic, deal inspection, understanding the renewal committee. How do you think that VP of customer success changes?
3: Every CS leader has to trend toward a general business leader. You can go out and read articles on everybody's website, including Catalyst, including GGR, and you can learn a lot about, quote unquote, best practices for customer success. And you can follow that stuff. You can follow it blindly and you're not going to get the results you're looking for. Leaders who are, are doing a good job right now in customer success are getting very specific about the problems that they're trying to solve within their business and for their customer. Let me explain. If you have a gross retention number of 85% and you want that to be at 88%, which would be everybody's goal to give probably even higher, then how do you think about that problem as a leader? You can't just say, okay, I'm going to do QBRs across all of our customers. I'm going to throw up a customer community and I'm going to start trying to get stuff done on the product roadmap. That is a very blunt force way to solve a very specific problem. So the best leaders that I see in the space are saying, okay, the goal is 88. We're at 85. Let's figure out exactly where that extra 3% could come from, or those three percentage points of gross retention could come from. That involves looking across the entire customer base, segmenting it, looking at enterprise, mid-market, SMB, however you cut the the market from a go-to-market perspective looking at it that way looking at different product attachments looking at it every single way you can figure out or think of how to do that and then slicing and dicing you might find that you have great retention in enterprise but you have terrible retention in your smb segments find where the problem is first and then the best leaders use what they find and they go create very specific solutions to solving those problems. And they treat them as hypotheses. We think we can solve this problem by creating this very specific role, this very specific program, and putting that in place, we think we can move the needle. And then they go do it. They execute, they follow up, they define the role, they define the activities. People think leadership and management is, especially at executive levels, is all strategy, quote unquote strategy. It's not. It's identifying where you have a problem to solve and putting very specific execution steps in tactics in place to go solve that problem. And those two things together are how you actually win in business, right? You have to see the problem. You have to see the strategic
0: solution and you have to go execute it and implement it. What you kind of just described is if I was an executive or a CEO or founder, and I wanted to test if I had what I just call a CCO 2.0, the right commercially oriented CS leader, I would give them that assignment and see if they walk it through that process. At a more tactical and not just being all strategic if you were to lay out that same level of testing and process to see if you had a csm 2.0 let's call it someone who is more commercially disciplined for the economic climate that we're in what is something that you would do similar to the example you gave a second ago
3: oh mm. i i would do the same type of thing but on a more granular level go assess what's happening in this customer and bring it back to me and let's talk about it. And I'm looking for strategic thinking. Very easy to take what a customer is pushing on you for at face value. We need this feature. We have this bug. This user is not trained. Yes, those things matter. You have to be able to take care of those things, but I want to see a CSM thinking more broadly about the account. And then if I give you five accounts that look similar to each other, I don't want to hear about all five of them individually. I want to hear What you learned across those five accounts, that's where CSM becomes really powerful is when you can go talk to 10, 15, 20 different customers in a month, and you can bring back insights that aggregate what you're learning across all of them.